We love hip hop. Haircut the other day. You know, looking scruffy, fam. I, I haven't done interviews for about a week, right? Uh-huh. Um, we'll take a little break. Yeah, bro. I, I went on a interview binge, fam. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking about, like, I was doing, I did, like, six interviews in six days or some shit like that, oh, right? Oh, shit. Yeah, it's a lot of energy. Yeah. Sure. So, after that, I was like, you know what? Let me just chill for a second and then come back into doing doing my interviews. I'm I'm looking for some tunes here so to get us into the to the vibe here. And uh-huh. and by the way, I I, I kind of do a a rolling start. Okay, okay. Let's get it started with this. Hey, some Ottawa natives. Uh, okay. Uh, the dog. Hey. Yeah. I put a million in the sock drawer. That's why I never got cold feet. She put her face in the kilo. Bitch, I told you keep it low. Key. Let's go. Throwing money till it go deep. The devil buying, but they giving up their souls free. Thousand dollar H steak. Fuck my old beefs. For dessert, I ate your pussy with my gold teeth. I was rolling, I hit her and said, I think I love her. By the time she hit me back, I had a different number. Wait, all this purple rain got me thinking of her. But she never satisfied like I got one more for you. Jeez. Hey. You already know. <laughs> I be knowing, fam. Painkiller out right now. The re release. <laughs> the re release. Let's go. I don't know what the fuck is over me. Hey. Say what? It's about to go down. Oh, is my camera here? Say what? It's about to go down. Hey. Let's go. Hey. I'm gonna get it a bag now. I don't know who are my friends now. You never put in a hand in. Why you be asking for handouts? I'm on the ball like a pistol. I'm gonna live in a stack house with chandeliers. What it takes to get me there. Let's go. Let's go. Plug for the low. Hey. That was a hard way to start the album, man. You can't lie. Yo, fam. (laughs) Your beat selection and just everything that you do on the beats is something special, fam. So I'm really, really happy to be having this conversation or beginning to have this conversation with you right now. Yes, sir. And big salute to, um, I forget the name of the studio that I'm at. Um, I'll, I'll plug Kilometers. it in. Kilometers Studio. Yes, sir. Yeah, big salute to Kilometers Studio for having us over here. I'm on a road trip again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I swear to God, I can't find the crib, yo. I can't find the, the Visionary Art Center, but salute to them as well. And salute to the sponsors, Astro Pink. If you know, you know. Okay. Check them out on their website, myastropink.com. Or on Instagram, Astro underscore pink. I'm about to smoke some of that in the studio right here. But I have the honor to have a conversation with this gentleman. He's been traveling around and and you're back in the six. Yes, yes. I'm in the six, man. I've been here for a week now. Yeah, man. You you, you got some business going on over here. Yes, sir. But with no further ado, we have City Fidelia in the motherfucking uh-huh. building. We, we, uh-huh. we, 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 we love hip hop. Jeez, and I'm with my man Friday, man. I'm, yeah, man. I'm glad, I'm glad to be here with you, man. I was I was telling you earlier that like mm. I watch your shit frequently, so it's, yo, I appreciate you know I mean? that, man. Like you know, this 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 is where I got a lot of my news, and I, I love your perspective on a lot of shit. So I I'll be I'll be watching y'all. So it's uh, it's an honor to be with you too, bro. No, thank you, King. Let me grab my hat off the table here, quick. 
Yeah, no worries. Okay. Because I did have a fade from uh, Rock the House. Salute to Rock the House. They're not too far from here. 70 Young, um, Dunnash Street East. Uh-huh. But you just got into the city, right? Yes, um, sir. Can you tell the people what you're in town for first before we even get into the, the ins and outs of, of City Fidelia? Uh, so... I got here last week. Uh, what was I doing last week, man? Things been like flying since the album. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of press and stuff like that. Uh, what brought me here last week? Damn. Was it a listening party? Yes. That was, <laughs> <laughs> there, was some, there was something that happened right before this. I'm trying to remember why I was here. Oh, because basically, uh, you know, I'm an entrepreneur too, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I applied uh, for this thing called the Ontario Creates. Uh, you know Ontario Creates? I do. Uh, so they're an organization that, you know, provide funding for um, like black and indigenous individuals. Mm-hmm. So I was, um, I got the grant like last year. Okay. So they had me pull up because they wanted me to be uh, one of the panelists to talk about, um, you know, being a recipient of that program. Yeah. So that's why I was here earlier. Mm-hmm. And then basically, you know, I stuck around to be in my dog Friday, you know okay, what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. And then I got YSK tomorrow. I'm doing a little show, a little private show. Mm. Um, so yeah, man, that's, that's why I'm in the six, right? Yeah. But as far as Ottawa, you're the city's mayor. Yeah, man, that's what they, that's what they call me out there, man. But you don't like it all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, you know, yeah, it, it is like, you know, flattering and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, just, it's just my personality. I don't really like feeling like, uh, like I'm better than somebody else mm. or whatnot. You know what I mean? It's like, I just like moving like godly. And it's just like, I gotta, you know, I, I just approach life being a servant to the people. Yeah. So when people make me feel like I'm above them, I, I get uncomfortable with it. I don't, I don't know why. It's just, it's how okay. I am. Listen, fam people want to give you your flowers because as far as for Ottawa, you've, you, you're doing a lot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, we're going to get into like you opening stu- a studio out there and, and being able to facilitate for artists out there to be yes, able sir. to get their stuff off. But like, you know, one thing I was, when I was doing my research, you mentioned before the pandemic that you were going to be doing Rolling Loud Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck, fam? Like, yeah, how do you yeah. get onto something like that? Yeah, just relationships and like, you know, like, when you fall, when you like connect with people that just fall in love with your music, mm-hmm. they'll take the extra mile for you. And, uh, yeah, that's why, like, you know, I'm always, uh, proud of my achievements. Cause, mm-hmm. like, man, like getting on Rolling Loud Hong Kong independently, like, that's not easy, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was definitely <laughs> a random thing. But what was cool about that situation was that, Knight Lavelle was on the on the on the bill too, and he's from Ottawa, so yes, it's like it was random to have like two Ottawa cats on like, mm. and that really went to show like how the the scene is growing, right? Yeah, so, but that was that was a vibe. You know, that brings me to a, a question before we even get into the ones I have written down. Yeah, Knight Lavelle, yourself, right? Um, I had a conversation with FTG um, Reggie. Yes, sir. Right. What is it about the Ottawa artists that have you guys have been able to surpass and no disrespect to any of the Toronto guys. Okay. Uh-huh. Relax, man. Then relax. <laughs> but like you guys are popping fam. Yeah. How, and you know, people always say, Oh, yo, Toronto has, you know, we're in the shadow of Toronto and Toronto is the place to blow up. But you guys seem to be doing well for yourself. 
not coming from Toronto? Like, why, how yeah. is that? And why does that happen for, like, you specific yeah. guys? I think, man, honestly, I think it's one of those things where because we, we're, we're in the shadow so much mm-hmm. that we we know that we have to take the extra mile to, to, to be seen. You know, yeah. we know we have to take that extra step and work like a lot harder. Um, so we really like take our time with our craft or mm-hmm. take our time to find, find out how to be unique. Yeah. And since like there is no like particular sound in Ottawa, everyone kind of like finds their own way to express themselves mm-hmm. where I'll say like, you know, for the most part in Toronto, there is like a rap sound. So a lot of people like mimic that over and over and over yeah. again. You know what I mean? So I'll say that's how, um, I guess people kind of like resonate with our music mm-hmm. um, around the world is because like we, we do have to find like our own way to express ourselves. You know yeah. what I mean? We don't really have like a particular sound. Yeah. And, and, do you feel that that's something that helps or sometimes hinders? Because, um, you know, the Toronto sound, like, I guess you can identify by now yeah. a, a Toronto rapper. Yeah. But, like, not being able to identify a rapper, you know, like how you could tell the, the, the Atlanta rappers and like that. Yeah. Is that a, an extra obstacle or is it a bonus? I think it's, um, I think in everything in life, you know, you have your pros and cons. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the pro is that, like, you know, you're able to kind of like be in a space and just gravitate towards multiple things and make it your own. Yeah. Um, but I think the con is that like Ottawa is missing like this sense of like history. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's missing like, uh, you know, like what can people remember 10 years from now? Yeah. And we don't have that yet, you know, yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's like Toronto has that, you know, you have, you know, your, you know, chocolates, the Cardinal, to, mm. to Drake, to now, you know, Northside Benji, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like, things are documented, there's a sound that's documented, yeah. and you know, like, when you listen to these artists, you can even remember, like, how the club felt during that time, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Ottawa, in terms of our artistry, we don't really have that. Yeah. So that's, I'll say, where the con is. Yeah, 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 that's interesting, man. And even like right now, like we listen to a song off of your re-release of yeah. Painkiller, mm-hmm. right? Now I know why you re-released it, but yeah. can you explain to the people the reason for the re-release? And, yeah. and the reason I want you to explain this to the people is because from the game aspect, yeah. right? Because like you did it from a, a marketing strategic standpoint, I think. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So, so let us know about that. Man. So uh, basically um, to start, like I felt like, I felt good about the album. I felt like I put in like a lot of work into it and uh, I was telling a lot of like stories that came from my heart. So I knew that I needed to deliver it in a, in a proper way. So that's like one. Um, so basically when I put it out, I was supposed to do uh rolling loud, Hong Kong, mm-hmm. Metro Metro. Uh, I was supposed to go on, on tour in Europe and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, because of COVID, um, yeah, everything got shut down. And for me, I was kind of like, yo, I don't want to put out this album and not be able to do press like this mm-hmm. or hit the road and perform these songs or whatnot. So I'm like, yeah, I put it out. Some publications put it, uh, posted it. You know, the city, people in the city mess with it. But I was kind of like, you know what? It's it's collecting dust right now because yeah. like, people are not really trying to engage 
with new artists right now because they don't get the chance to see them in the interview the way they would want to mm-hmm. or get to go to the show. Yeah. So they're kind of going to like old catalog, you know what I mean? Or kind of paying attention to new trends on TikTok. That was like the thing. Yeah. So I was like, I was collecting dust. Let me just take it down. You know what I mean? Like put my ego to the side, take it down. Because mm-hmm. I believe in the music. I believe it's timeless. Yeah. And then, you know me, I'll grab the thing applied to grants for something I already done mm-hmm. and then basically now with these grants I could approach labels and be like yo this is what I have for my project yeah. so like you know let's let's do something like a joint venture you know let's let's meet in the middle yeah so that was kind of like the the thought process behind it so before that were you able to like to lock in the features from like the first time that you put out the album? Nah. So most mm. of them, but the, the drum one came after. That's the, cause that's the next question I have. Soulmates. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, so it was Soulmates before the album release was, or the re-release? It was after. So uh, basically when, um, when the pandemic happened, so I opened the studio when the pandemic happened pretty mm. much. Um, so basically, you know, no one's going to anybody's house, any studio. So I kind of had to, learn how to engineer myself mm-hmm. so that was one of the first songs i engineered like myself but just my verse yeah so then when i uh did my deal with uh public um gavin was like oh like um you know he was talking to tunde and stuff like mm-hmm. that and he's I like oh, gavin little- shepherd by the way yeah. oh yeah that guy he's special man i yeah. i'm i'm gonna continue to celebrate that guy like to the end of my career, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. To the end of my it. life, man. Real, real dope dude. Um, so yeah, so he, he, he linked up with the, yeah, yeah. So I sent him the soulmate record and he mm. sent it to two day for drum and drum heard it. He's like, yo, I really rocked this record. Like yeah. he sent me back. He sent me the record like the next day, like his part. Mm-hmm. But basically the part he sent me, I was, I told him, I'm like, ah, man, like, it's, it's really, like, wordy, you know what I mean? I'm like, I, in my verses, I'm really, like, rapping. So, like, to have a hook where it's too wordy, it's a bit too much. So he, he took another crack at it. He sent me, uh, the hook that is on the song right now. Mm-hmm. But then I took what he sent me the first time I put it on the bridge. So okay. what, so what you hear on the bridge was originally what he sent me as a hook. Your first take. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I just kind of like, you know, if I'm going to re-release it, I kind of want to bring some new energy to it mm-hmm. to also make myself excited about the project oh, too. Sure. Um, and I feel like it's like painkiller on steroids now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm happy about every record on that. And I feel like they're all strong, you know? It's extra strength painkiller. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, man. <laughs> and, and even with the drum thing right there, you're a sick guy, bro. <laughs> okay. Because you sent the tune back <laughs> yeah because you know Khaled is like I like what Drake likes right? <laughs> so like you're like yo no drum I, I like it but <laughs> yeah you don't didn't feel kind of like okay how do I do this um I think I think every I think every artist like um you know has that moment where they're scared to do that yeah but bro. for me man I'm, I'm about the art first you know <laughs> what I mean I'm just kind of like yo I, I don't want to listen to the record I want that thing to be on Spotify and I press the record and it makes me like cringe. Yeah. And not cringe because of what he did on it. It makes me cringe because I didn't speak my mind. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I, I stopped doing that. So it's like, no matter who it is, like, honestly, it could be Drake. You know what I mean? It could mm-hmm. be anybody. Like, 
If I feel like they could do something better, stop, I'm going to say it. Stop. I swear. I'm, 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 I'm dead ass. Man. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm this, is, this, this is the clippable piece right here. Hey, man. You're telling Drizzy he sends you back a rap. No, that's not even a, a single. He sends you back 16. Yeah. And like eight of the bars are like, he's not even in the pocket on eight of the bars. Like too tough. You're like, what is this new pocket you're trying? You're like telling them take that back, fam? No, I'm not. Like the thing is, it's like, I'm going to state my opinion for sure. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, yeah, though, that part, I don't know. Like I'm on the <laughs> fence about that part. You know what I mean? But if he's like, nah, I ain't changing shit. Of course I'm keeping that Drake verse. I'm like, of course I'm keeping the Drake verse. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at least I'm going to speak dying. my mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the thing is, it's like, I don't know. You know, it's, yeah, man, you got to speak your mind. That's all. You're a real one for that, man. You know I rate it. I rate it. I rate it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because a lot of people, they'll be like, and especially from us over here in Canada. Yeah. It's one thing people are like, oh, the States, the States, uh, you know, rapping, rap. But they don't understand coming from a whole different country. There's that extra layer of sometimes people just feel because it's American, it's yeah. hot. Yeah, exactly. Right? But if you don't have a fine-tuned ear for music, you're not... You, you can get past the fact that an American's sending you a feature and be like, yeah. but is it good though? Exactly. And for me, it's like, I want it to be good. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the, that's the overall goal. And even in the studio, when I'm with like working with people, I'm just like, yo, push me. I'm cool with that. Like, yeah. If we're not all happy with this, like take that I have, like mm-hmm. I'm cool to do it like a thousand times over. You know yeah. I mean? You could take the criticism. I, oh, for sure. Or the I, feedback. Oh, of course. Cause for me, it's like the end goal is for it to be dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, and I always tell people in Ottawa, it's like, yo, we're not, yeah, we're from Ottawa, but we're not making music for Ottawa. We're making mm. music for the world. So it's like, how do we take it to that point? You yeah. Know what I'm yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I respect it, man. And even as, you know, to keep on with the features before we get into your history, right? Yes, sir. Vic Mensa. Yes, sir. How'd you score the Vic Mensa <laughs> feature? Um, so basically, um, we got a mutual, a uh, friend named Malik Yusuf. Okay, I know so, who Malik Yusuf is Malik? too. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So that's that's like my big homie. You know what I mean? Like mm. I met him in like 2015. Uh, we were working on like records for like like Yay and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and then yeah, basically you know, you're hearing the verse when hold it's on, out. Hold but- on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this nigga just slid right past that. Did you say Yay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. you and, and Malik Yusuf are working on records for Kanye. Yeah, yeah, we're working with records for Kanye. So we're gonna Pinterest board that for a second, okay? And yeah. then we're gonna continue <laughs> with Big, Big Mensa. Yeah, but we're not gonna go ahead without <laughs> circling back on the Kanye and yeah. fucking Malik Yusuf <laughs> sessions, okay? <laughs> yeah. So continue with the Big Mensa shit. <laughs> this <thing>. Oh, <laughs> so basically, uh, yeah. Um, so Vic had a show. He mm-hmm. was toying with Jay Z. Okay. Um, um, in Canada, he, when Jay Z was doing the four four four, and then um, Young Guru had like um, he had like a a club night, like an after party. Mm-hmm. And basically, not to go too much into details about it, but like shit happened, mm-hmm. and you know I held them down, and then basically, kind of the relationship kind of been like cool, yeah. From there, you know what I mean, and. Uh, yeah, man, the verse he gave me, he snapped. And he kind of talks about the situation in the mm. verse, which is kind of cool, but um, they're all good people and really talented, obviously, you know? Yeah. No, that's lit, man. Right? So then, okay, 
you 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 hang out with Malik Yusuf, like yeah. just just like that, because we all do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> we all just got superstar friends like that, right? Yeah. How are y'all work? What are y'all working on for Ye? Um. So at the time, what was Ye working on? Was it the I think King? it's uh right before Christ uh, is King. No, before that, the Ye one, the one that's called Ye. The okay, yeah, 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 with the mountain. Yeah, with the mountain. Yeah, I think that was the one. And uh, yeah, it's just a bunch of us, like uh, me, him, this guy named Fireman. He's the one that uh, mm-hmm. cooked up uh, Hurricane yeah, with yeah, the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Fireman and this uh, woman named Macau. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, we would often get in the studio, work on stuff for him, uh, stuff for Vic Mensa too at the time. Okay. Um, yeah, Malik is just like, he's plugged in. He's just trusted as a songwriter. Yeah. So when you're in the room with them, like you're working on like a lot of things that could land on like, any of these projects. You no. Know? Was, were you guys going out to Wyoming? Uh, I didn't, I didn't end up going, but like, I was so mad when, um, the Donda stuff were happening. Cause that's when COVID mm. happened. I didn't have my passport and stuff. And all my peoples were out there in the, you know, in those locker rooms working on the stuff. And I was just like, damn, at a, at a, at like Staples center. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Oh man, I, I can beat it. Like all my peoples are there and stuff like that. Literally all of them were there. Um, but yeah, shout out, shout out to Fireman for all the placements he got on that. And my yeah. um, other dude, um, oh, I forgot his name, top of mind, but the, one of the, the guy that engineered the Hurricane record. Uh, these are guys that, you know, I would work with when I would go to LA or Oakland, um, to work on stuff with Malik. So. <sighs> It must have been an honor working with somebody who you grew up listening to. Oh, for sure. Because, like, um, you know, being around Malik a lot, it really made me understand Kanye's process of making music. Mm-hmm. Like, like the way the way they're very, like, um, they take words very, like, they're, like, very key on the type of words they use. Yeah. And they understand the frequencies. Like, that's 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 how deep it goes. They understand the frequencies behind every word, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that really helped with my songwriting, being around that. And just the type of conversations, like, the the levels of conversations are just crazy. Like, I remember the first time I ever met Malik in person, uh, King Los walked into my session. Okay. And, like, I remember, like, King Los gave me like a two hour conversation about like just being ready for this industry, mm. you know, because he heard a bar about like I was on my freedom project and it was about like um, religion or something like that. But so that's what kind of got him to like want to get in a deep conversation about like just the industry and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, yeah, just the level of conversation is just crazy. And it, it really helps you understand like, why these people make albums when they make albums there's a lot of messaging and a lot of like perspectives when it mm. comes to like the word selection and even the beat selection yeah know? yeah yeah no definitely it's uh just the super big leagues at that point you know what i'm saying yeah man and this that's where we're all trying to go right yeah so. man no but you're 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 getting to go behind these velvet ropes as they say you know hey saying? man that's hey that's the that's the dream man yeah that's man so so let's go back a little bit, right? Yeah. You were born in Montreal. Yeah. Moved to Ottawa at three years old. Yeah. Why did your parents move? Um, I think uh for what the story they told me is like basically like my I think like just kind of struggling financially type shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and then 
I think like my mom was telling my dad that like there's like some opportunities um, in Ottawa. Yeah. So at first we were kind of like going back and forth because like uh, we had a, they owned a house in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess eventually like owning the house was a bit like too much. Yeah. And we just kind of like moved to Ottawa and just stayed there ever since type shit. Okay. And, and you know, you, you have a Haitian background. Yeah. Right. Sac passé. Maboule. Right. And, and you guys in the household over there in Ottawa, cause I know Ottawa is predominantly a white, um, province, right. Or city. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Province city. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. a mix of cultures. Yeah. But like, this is where the parliament is. Like, it's pretty much, it's, ah, you know what? It's like, it's, like put me on. Cause I'm not out yeah, there like that. It, no, it's very, the thing is, it's like, Ottawa is sort of, have you ever been to Chicago? No, but it's, it's sort of like Chicago in a way. Cause if you go to the downtown of Chicago, mm-hmm. you'll mostly see like white people and yeah. stuff like that. But when you go to the suburbs, that's where like, and the hoods, that's where you'll see, you know, the people of color and all yeah, that stuff. So yeah. Ottawa's like that. It's like, if you go to like one area, you might see like just white people, mm-hmm. but it's a very multicultural like city. Like, you know, okay. you have your Haitians, you'll have your Nigerians. Yeah. Like, you'll have like your Chinese, Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I grew up in Chinatown. Okay. But like in Chinatown, there was like, I grew up with more Vietnamese people. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, no, there's mad, there's mad cultures. And like, even more now, it's like, it's like growing rapidly. Like, there's really? a lot, even in the downtown, there's a lot of like, uh, black owned, like, restaurants and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm glad that you, you, you put us onto that because there's a lot of people who, especially for us over here as a Toronto based network. Yeah. We, we feel like Toronto is the most multicultural place in the world, which I guess it is, but yeah. like, there ain't nobody even coming close. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm glad you, you, you gave us that info right there. You know what I'm saying? And your mom used to bail people out of jail and like taking your homeless friends and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's wild. My, my household was like, it was very much like that growing up. Mm. Like if like, you know, uh, there was like someone on the block that was like a troubled kid or like got kicked out of the house. Like my, my mom would like call their parents and be like, okay, you know, I'll take him in. Yeah. And like, yeah, like a lot of my homies or cousins, like that went to jail and needed someone to like bail them out. Like my mom would do that. So it's like, I grew up on some shit where it's like, you know what I mean? Like you treat people the way you would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Cause I had to, in the house, there was no like favorites. It was like, we all got to like, hold each other down and respect each other whether you are my mom's kid or not yeah yeah Um, and you know it's only now when i'm getting older i'm kind of like wow it's like for for someone to 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 give out that much without getting anything back like it's really commendable you know what i mean like she used to feed the whole neighborhood like people used to like pull up to my crib and just like eat the food Mm -hmm. but like once you start doing your own (coughs) groceries you realize yo that that shit ain't cheap yeah you know that that ain't cheap to to have food available like every day for people you know yeah um so i guess like that's how i kind of like pretty much like carry that on with me in my life mm-hmm. and um you know I, I i feel like you know i'm kind of giving back in a similar way you know yeah i i, I yeah that kind of rang off in my head from the fact that you did open a studio pre-pandemic and stuff yeah. like that and then that became a hub for everybody while the pandemic was going on like yeah you kind of, you know, are 
fulfilling like what your mom was doing. You're facilitating yeah. for, for, for others who, who may need it. Yeah, man, that's was always the goal with my music because like, man, because like, I, I would see like, you know, friends pass away and mm. friends going to jail and like be depressed and shit. And I always, you know, I always saw like the hope that they had in me mm-hmm. when, when it came to music. So I always kind of like push myself to like do more music so I could provide opportunities to them or people like them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's why it's like, that's the mission I'm on really. Like I'm still on that mission. The, the bigger the brand becomes, the bigger the, the machine becomes, the more opportunities I can give to these kind of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. That believe in me. And, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's the purpose that that's the purpose that I got now. You know what I mean? Like going number one or getting a Grammy and Juno, of course I want these things, you know what I mean? Mm. But like, that's my main purpose. Yeah. Like, like if I, if I could provide like multiple people jobs, like I'm happy with this shit. You yeah. Know what, I mean? what about school though? Like, well, how were you in school? Were you like, like a super smart guy in school? Were you fucking uh, around? Were you athletic? Like, which one were you? Man, I was, <laughs> I was really a complex individual because, like, I was a popular kid. Uh-huh. I played sports. Um, you know, I was in the hood, but I was also like chilling with nerds and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was really like diverse. Yeah, you know, just how my approach to thinking. You know what I mean? Um, and like at the time, there was no one in my family that went to like university, so I really pushed myself to like at least get there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I was in grade nine and 10, I really fucked around. Um, yeah, my grades were like shitty, but I realized that like, I only had two years to get to university. So like the last two years, I decided to like not go out for like recess or lunch, whatever. And I just stayed in the classroom and studied my ass off wow. to get to university. Um, I did three years of that. And then, cause I was like working every day. So basically I was working every day uh, like from nine to like five, let's say, and then I would go to like school from like five to like nine, ten, and then I would go to the studio like ten to like four, and I was doing that almost like five, six times a week. Wow! So once I got to the third year, I was kind of like, "Hey, do I? I need some sleep. <laughs> yeah, I need some sleep. One, and then two, like, do I want all my money to go into school?" So uh, I basically one day just quit my job out of nowhere and that's when I moved to Toronto. Mm. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, I'm going to go full force with this shit and uh, see what happens, you know? Yeah, and and that you did. Yes, sir. Like, you went, like, full (laughs) all in, like, sleeping on floors and shit. All in, man. Like, when I moved to Toronto, I was living uh, this condo on 10, 1030 King Street West. It's like near like lost and found and shit. I know where that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So yeah, like yeah. the condo was nice and shit, but like I only had like a full-time mattress <laughs> on the floor. I didn't even know how I was going to pay next month's rent. I just like had enough to like make sure that like I got the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, I made the best out of it, you know, like to, to kind of get into the game. I used to like throw parties and then I would ask people like, yo, who's the hottest DJ here? Then book them, build a relationship with them. With yeah. Them. So that's kind of my come up in uh, Toronto, I'll say. But um, yeah, and then I pretty much had a moment in 2016 with my song Lately, just kind of like went off independently. Yeah. And like, yeah, to this day, like sometimes I'll go like 
in a random city in another country and they'll be like, yo, I know that song. I'm like, oh shit, that's crazy, you know? Yeah, lately went crazy, fam. Yeah, we got man. like over a million streams on Spotify and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like almost, yeah, probably like seven on spot, seven million. And even the interlude is like one million, like yeah. the piano shit, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, so after that, it kind of like opened the doors like to a lot of things to like Malik and mm-hmm. then I was working like uh, Timbaland had these like producers called Makuda. I was like working with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then just labels were reaching out. So yeah, no, it was like a it was a good time, man. It was a good time, and it, and but the goal was always to take take all the achievements that I have and build that bridge back home. You know yeah, I mean? and I think that's why like the city has the appreciation. Uh, that appreciation for me because like no matter how far I went like they always saw my face like you didn't turn Hollywood on them I never turned Hollywood on them you know what I mean I try I try to be like available as much as possible you know what I mean whether you're a corporate person or you're someone from the hood you know what I'm saying yeah no no man I I respect that man that's you, you got a good vibe man and you got a good head on your shoulders you know what I'm saying yeah and and the struggle is real and you see what lately mm-hmm. Why do you think that that just took off like that, fam? Um, I think it was like besides the track being good, but that, yeah. that's never just enough. I think it was, you know, I think with music, like talent is one thing, but I think like, you know, God is the other man, like timing and shit. You know, what I mean, I think the timing of this where life was at at the time, um people needed to hear some real shit you know and the songs like really talking about like admitting to yourself that you're not in the best place mentally and uh, so basically when I put it out um, I had a friend that had a relationship um, with uh, someone at Spotify mm-hmm. in uh, Netherlands and then they put it on the Mellow Bars playlist okay but it started going off at the Mellow Bars playlist. Like, like it was going, like, it was doing so well that they kept the song there for almost two years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, they, like, because I, I flew, because that's what I used to do, you know? Like, if I ever made, like, a new connection, I would just make up a reason to go fly to wherever they're at just yeah. to, just to make, solidify that connection right yeah, away. Really network. Exactly, you know? Mm. So I flew to Amsterdam just to, you know, connect with them. And they're like, Literally, the only reason we we took off the song off the playlist, like, is because like it was two years, like it's been there for two years. Yeah. But the way people were clicking on it, like, we could have kept it on there even more, you know? Yeah, it still had a constant stream on it. Exactly. So from there, I was going crazy. So they hit me up. They're like, "Yo, do you want to be the the face of the playlist?" I'm like, mm. "Hell yeah!" <laughs> you know me, hell yeah. Yeah. So I'm waking up. I see wow, my face on the playlist. That's that's going off, and then um, this guy named Nick Gorgos, mm-hmm. he's like a tennis player, and um, basically the, he was playing a game, and then at the end of the game he kind of like do that, like he just walked off, like he threw his racket, and just walked off. Okay, but that same, so that was huge in the press. But that same day he posted my record. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I guess you know what I mean he was going through some shit, you know. What mm-hmm. I mean? So that made the record go crazy, and then it just kind of. Became a domino effect of many things happening. And then, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, yeah, the rest is history, really. Yeah, man, that's that's dope, man. And, like, 
from there also, like some of the connections that you made along mm. the ways you, you started, you got to connect with one of Ottawa's, like basically Ottawa's biggest product yeah. so far. Biggest. Belly. Yeah. Right? So what was that experience like? Because to, to be from Ottawa and probably see Belly on the come up, yeah. that's probably like one of the benchmarks of success. Yeah, it was pretty much the only benchmark. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously, you know, around that time, you had like a lot of people that you know were doing it, and they were upcoming, and they you know they had like style and stuff like. Um, but like Belly was like the one that like made it out, like where you could be like, okay, I can live off this, like you know, I can make this a career. So, you know, that's that's somebody I always wanted to either like work with or or meet so the day i did meet him it really kind of like um told me that like you know all the hard work was worth it yeah you know what i mean like i didn't take no shortcuts i didn't i didn't try to like you know meet him through other people or whatever mm-hmm. it is um <coughs> sorry about that it's just um yeah my hard work got me there yeah so yeah man no, salute the belly. And so tell us about the creative space like that um that you opened pre-pandemic. Just like yeah. give us a breakdown of like is it just a studio or is it more than that? Yeah, it's a creative space, so um with the studio in it. Mm. So basically like when you step into the space, like um the first thing you see is a, a mural of Nipsey Hustle. Okay. Cause I always like even before he passed away out, like I always would tell my team, like, this is how I wanna move. Like I, I wanna us to believe in us enough that we don't have to depend on like major labels or gatekeepers or whatever like we mm. we build such a community that they have to come to us you yep. know what i mean and and just the concept of ownership um you know was always interesting to me you know so i always uh, i want to put it there like that every time i go into my studio it's a reminder of like this is the energy these are the morals and ethics that we're going for, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, so there's, uh, the, a big lounge where, um, you know, I've hosted like parties, listening parties. Um, you know, sometimes people come and just meet there and brainstorm about creative, um, projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, especially during the pandemic, it was a place for people to like, break free from their crib because you, know yeah. I mean? you couldn't leave your crib right um so like you know people would hit me up and be like yo like i'm dealing with like i'm really dealing with like my mental health and stuff like can i please come to your spot i'll be like yeah no worries like i'll open up the door for them so just so they can like work um outside of their house mm-hmm. um and uh yeah and then it's pretty much been a place where a lot of artists that wouldn't like get together and connect started connecting yeah you know and um i think that's the blessing too that came with me being like home is that like now that mutual respect is there so like if i rock with this artist and i rock with this other artist that would usually be in a room yeah they'll be down to be in a room together if i tell them to pull up because like they trust like my taste they trust like they'll they'll be good in that space they're safe you know what i mean yeah um so now like that alone started building a community throughout people and like it became a thing where like yeah now people like write together or, nice. or now people come in the room and if someone wants to show like their music that they haven't released yet and now that became a place where p- 
people could go and do that, you know. Mm. And uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's been beautiful. And uh, yeah, I even had uh, like Rich Kid, um, to Rich Kid, Yogi, like they came down and did a panel in my space. Nice. And like, and then producers got the chance to play them some beats. Okay. So they got the chance to kind of feel the auto culture. I brought them to like this uh, restaurant that I invested in called Jetam. Okay. Um, so they came there to start eating well. And like, you know, they really got to see like the the real Ottawa, not the 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 Parliament City Ottawa. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's, there's two different Ottawa's. There's the Parliament City lens, and then there's like the you know the culture lens. Yeah, you know I mean? the real Ottawa. The real Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> you know no man, that's that's blessed, man. Because yeah. like even with with um Toronto, right? Yeah. And you mentioned rich kid and stuff like that. Yeah. What's tell me the importance of connecting Ottawa with Toronto scene mm. and like the steps that you're taking to do that. Um, just for me, it's like, um, my goal with Ottawa is to build an infrastructure in a way where people don't have to leave. And like people like rich kid, people like Yogi, they, they got relationships. They, mm. they work with dope artists and they have a, a lot of knowledge. So if, I'm able to bring individuals like that to the city that now I'm creating uh, like a infrastructure, infrastructure where people yeah. don't have to leave. Like things are being brought to you. Yeah. There's an industry where you're at. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's what I've been doing really in the city. And uh, also there's, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Cranium. Mm-hmm. So Cranium is also like uh, a big organization auto that's also like giving back in that way. So um, yeah, Shifter too, has been yes. helping out with that. I, I did an interview with Shifter. Yeah, so yeah. they they've been doing dope stuff in the city. So like a lot of us been helping to to you know build that infrastructure so that artists feel comfortable to to call Ottawa home and and not pretend like they're from somewhere else. You yeah. know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and you wonder why they call you the mayor, fam. <laughs> Hell, fam. Like you're doing great shit, fam. Like. Well, Hug the sure. name, fam. Accept <laughs> yeah. the flowers, bro. No, for sure. And you know, I, I'm learning. I'm learning how to do that. You know, people tell me to do that all the time. Yeah. You know, my my older brother would tell me like all the time, like, yo, like a lot of things are happening for you, but you always make it feel like it's just normal, like it's just regular. Yeah. And it's just like I'm happy about all those things. You know, it's just like again, too, it's like I want these things to. Le- I want to let these things get to my head too. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I know how fast all these things can go away. Yeah. So you know, I always do my best to like just stay humble through and be grateful for everything. You know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. No, that's dope, man. And there was something that I was gonna ask you before that, and it slipped my mind, but I remember now. Yeah. You mentioned like having like different people from different um, who have issues or who might have had issues before yeah. you get the get to get them in the studio together yeah this uh, so this is a two-part question does ottawa have a lot of politics like how we have quote-unquote polys out here yeah. y'all got that over there too yeah we do like um so like and without getting in depth with names just like no for sure like is it like the kind of same thing type of thing yeah it's similar like you know there's there's um you know the south end of the city yeah so that's how it's like broken like that's how the politics are kind of broken up it's like there's a south end mm-hmm. there's the west end then there's the east end and there's like lower town there's these different hoods yeah and it kind of kind of all have this kind of like beef you mm-hmm. know what i mean um 
But like again, I was from I'm from Chinatown. Luckily, yeah. I, I grew up in a neighborhood where it's like there was no politics. Like yeah. I was literally and that's how I kind of became going up good in every hood because like mm. there was no like there was no rules in terms of like yo this, you can't hang with this, can't hang with that. Yeah. And plus like because I rapped and I rapped about like a lot of everyone's stories and. I was just a cool guy. Like, I didn't have to deal with that, you know? Yeah, yeah, neutral ground. But very neutral. But, um, no, in Ottawa, there's definitely politics. Like, this, this, it's kind of crazy. Like, this, a lot of these young cats are, are you know, they're wild, man. I think yeah. I read somewhere that, like, between, like, August and September or October, there was, like, 41 shootings. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? A lot of people are passing away or getting shot and stuff wow. like that. And for me, it's, the thing um, with my studios, like I have a lot of young kids that come through and record. Mm. And for me, I always try to tell them because I empathize with them because I, I remember when I was young, I wasn't thinking things through. Yeah. And, but I didn't really, you know, we didn't really have an OG to really like tell us like how to really move the right way because yeah. they're dealing with their traumas. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but now that I'm older, I try, I try to put them on because I, I know how it is. Like, you might be, you might feel like you're, you're, you're a dope dude in your crew going to jail for your homie and shit. Mm. But, you know, when my when my homies were in jail, like, only my phone was available when they needed to call. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody's life moved on. Mm-hmm. People started having kids and, you know, getting married and stuff like that while, you know, the homie's still doing the bid for something they got into, like, yeah. years back. And for me, it's like, I, I never want to see a kid, like, make one decision that makes them regret their life for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Cause when I see that, like when someone passes away, like I feel bad for both people in the situation, like mm-hmm. the person that passed away, the person that, you know, did the murder. Cause yeah. it's like, now you got to deal with that. Both lives are fucked. You know what I mean? Both sides are fucked. Both families are, are you know what I mean? Are hurt, crying. Yeah. You know, th- these are the things that go come into my mind when I see shit like that happen, you know? Yeah. And, um, that's why I tell these stories and these songs. Yeah. Because for me, it's like, I really put these songs together in a way where it's like, yo, I get it. I get, I get why you feel like you might have to do that. Mm-hmm. But like, this is, this is how the outcome looks like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's different ways you can get it, especially in 2022. There's, you know, there's different ways. Like imagine all these drug dealers from different neighborhoods got put their money together. They, they be owning all these buildings, real estate, mm. all these things, you know what I mean? But it's like a lot of the times they've been fed so much bullshit that they, you know, they tend to, the first thing they tend to do is hurt themselves, hurt people that look like them. Yeah. And see them as the enemy when it's like, nah, you, you, you can't, you, 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 like, there's so much out there that can make us come together and do so much more, you know what I mean? And it's time for us to, like, see the bigger picture for us. No, that's real talk, man. Yeah. And even like the second part to my question, with the studio that you have, yeah. right? And can you give a shout out to the name of the studio again? Yeah, Real House of Ensemble. Sorry? Real House of Ensemble. Okay, Real House of Ensemble. Yeah, together. Right? Togetherness. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so have you squashed beefs? Oh, many, man. Many. There's a lot of beefs that I squashed and like sick. Yeah, you know, it's and honestly, man, sometimes it's just one phone call one conversation mm-hmm. to, to, to end the beef. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times what happens is that people don't talk 
and then scenario starts building in the mind. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you start walking around with paranoia. So you try to act first. Yeah. You know what I mean? But sometimes, yeah, it's just a conversation. And after conversation, you're just kind of like, yo, what, what's this beef really for? You know what I mean? What is, we're we're going to beef over like three, four hundred, four thousand dollars. Even if it's a hundred thousand, it's like, that shit's not going to last you a lifetime. It's not a life, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. We just got to make better decisions. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's really sad to see like man, a lot of black men go down like that, man, for real. No, but it's dope that you care, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's um, you know, when you, when you're growing up and you see your friends, like, you know, passing away, going away to jail, you just like, I don't know, man. It's, it becomes like a sad reality. Mm-hmm. When, when you, when you like that, you're alone in your room and that moment hits you that like, yo, I don't, I can't chill with this person like I used to. Or I can't call this person anymore. Yeah. Like that, that's sad. You know what I mean? And when you see like parents, like, kind of like crushed for the rest of their life because they, they lost a kid and all that stuff. Like, yo, that, that shit is sad. And like for, for people to, you know what I mean? Like really go out there and talk about dead ops and stuff like that. Like, I, I really hope that they, they find it in them to think about these things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, like beef with one person is, is one thing, but it's like, like take the time to think about the other people that are hurting mm-hmm. over this shit that have nothing to do with it. So, um, yeah, man. Oh, man, that's real, man. And you, you, you definitely, you don't just talk about it. You, you're about it. You be about it, right? Like yeah. you, you've opened or you've, you've worked with like a bunch of different organizations and, and, yeah. and charities, like, like the, da- the DAPO Foundation, yeah. right? Um, Christy Lake Kids. Uh-huh. Um, you're in a program called, uh, what is it? Chio or H or C H U O. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a program director there, a radio okay. program director. I, I always forget that. That's something I do too. So. <laughs> Yo, bro, you're busy, yeah, man. I just, I just be moving around, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 even like, bro, you're into investments and stuff. Like, yeah. you're a busy guy, fam. Hey, man, shout out. You know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I got a mentor. His name's Sevi, mm. and he put me on to like a lot of things like real estate and all yeah. that stuff and he, he be giving me game and and that's the thing that's what I especially with him uh, and my other dude Gio's like that's when I knew like yo how important a mentor is mm. you know because sometimes you don't know what's out there for you until you're exposed to it and like he exposed me to a lot of things and put it in my mind that yeah it's, po- it's possible to, to uh, open a studio these are the steps you gotta do yeah but like sometimes when you don't see it, you're just kind of like, okay, this seems too big. So I'm not even going to try. Mm. So yeah, man, that's kind of how I got to that game really. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, the charitable organizations and stuff like that. Like, I guess I don't even have to ask you what makes you lean towards these things. Cause you, you, you're, you're pretty much explaining like you, it's not, it's bigger than you. Exactly. Sir. Yeah. So you got the album that's out now, Painkiller. Sir. Right? <coughs> you got all of these different <coughs> pots that you have your hand in as far as, you know, entrepreneurship and, you know, charitable foundations. 
One last thing I want to know before I ask my 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 last question is yeah. your pen game. Yeah. Okay. I know that we um could make money off of our own music, mm-hmm. but you can make a lot of money off of penning some shit for somebody else. Yeah. Can you give us a few people that you pen for? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I got something. Uh, Malik's last album. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> my bad. Um, I've been working with this R&B artist named Jaden. <coughs> take your time. <coughs> Let me take some water. Yeah, take some more water. And then I'll re-ask the question. Remember, we pre-recorded, so we we good. All right, I'm ready. Okay, so like with your pen, yeah. Who are some of the people that you've been like penning for behind the scenes? So I penned on um, Malik Yusuf's uh, album called Matt Black. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with this R&B artist called Jaden. Okay. Um, so he's doing well. He's doing his thing. Um, what else, what else have I been pinned for? Um, yeah, like right now I'm like, I'm working with like a bunch of, a bunch of artists like behind the scenes. Yeah. But like, I'm definitely in that bag where I'm like, cause like what I do, like I'll say like what my specialty is in the studio with artists is helping them tell the truth. Okay. That's my specialty. It's like, Really like sitting down with them and be like, "Hey, like, like, who are you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like what, what have you been through? Like, what's your perspective on what you've been through? Okay, and then kind of help them, like, relay that message on a track. Interesting. As somebody from the outside with that process, because I know there's a couple of ways of of like, let's say, writing a song for somebody. Yeah, you could just go write the song, sing it, and then send them the reference and be like, "Hey, do you want this? Yeah, right." And I know a lot of people do that, but what you just explained wasn't that. Mm. So are you there with them? And then like, after you, you pen out the stuff and then you go do a reference for them. And then you're like, this is how I, you guys should. Um, the, the process, I, the process I usually do is go in the studio conversation, maybe while the producer's cooking up some, mm-hmm. and then usually we'll all lay down melodies and then we'll choose the our favorite melodies that we laid down. Yeah. And then we'll start penning like the words to the melodies that are there. Mm. But we'll have like deep conversations about like every line, you know what I mean? And, and what it means and how it hits. And like, you know, like we'll be like, okay, like are we are we do we love this girl? Or are we just trying to like hit it for the night? Or mm. you know what I mean? Or you know what I mean? Do we, how long have we known this girl for? You yeah. know what I mean? Just little questions that kind of help, will help like give the, the audience like an uh, imagery of what we're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, so it's like a real construction right there. No, for sure. For sure, man. And I love it. I love it because sometimes, um, Malik, you know, told me, he hit me with a quote one time. He, is, he has like mad quotes, mm-hmm. but, uh, this one quote, he's like, yo, th- this game, <laughs> for real. Oh, he said, yo, this, this game is not a talent show. Mm. And yeah, that stuck with me because sometimes people think like, yo, like I'm super versatile and like I can do this, do that, do this, do that, do that. And yo, 
that's not what people are looking for. They're looking for your story. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what's your story? And, like, you got to find your way to relay that story. It's not about being able to say, like, uh, I don't know, scissor one day and then rap like little baby the next day. Because, like, what is your story? What am I coming back to? Yeah. You know what I mean? So No individuality, basically. Exactly. So that's what I've been learning with myself is, like, knowing what my branding limits are when it comes to my music and sometimes being like, you know what? This idea, this melody is better for, like, somebody else. Yeah. Because the messenger can get the message across a lot better. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know, just like to to sum up, even what you're saying with the um, the whole ghostwriting and stuff like that, or, or not ghostwriting, but writing, writing, right? Because yeah, it's, yeah. it's different when it's like R and B and like songwriting yeah. and stuff like that, right? And it's not like I'm writing the whole thing and being like, here, sing it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> this is something that also is something indigenous to Ottawa too, because yeah. Belly be penning a lot of hits. A lot of hits, like those weekend records are huge. Yeah. Is that a Ottawa thing or something? Or <laughs> like, what the hell, fam? You know, I will like, say, what are the man, odds? I will say, man, like, when you listen to Ottawa rap, you'll notice that, like, a lot of rappers there are good with their words. Mm. Like, if you take in this guy named Joyce or Freddie Prince, like, these okay. Guys, like, they're really. When you listen to the penship and the way they use their words, it's crazy. Like, I, I'll, I'll give Ottawa that. Like, we're really good with our words. Yeah, wordsmiths. We're, we're wordsmiths and, like, we we know how to, you know, paint paint a picture, you know, with our words. Yeah. Um, And I guess, yeah, man, that starts with Belly, man. Like, if you're growing up in Belly and that's the number one guy in your city, mm. you, you have no choice to kind of, like, follow that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, shit. That's yeah. how he's rapping. And he was penning, like, Crazy pop songs that are coming out of like Canada too. Like, oh yeah, he was writing from Missouri. Missouri, uh, Danny Fernandez. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So once you once you see that, you 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 know you kind of grow up knowing that like these are your options, mm-hmm. but also this is the the level that you need to attain. You know? What I mean? Yeah. No, that's inspirational, man. So, and to sum it all up, right? With mm-hmm. with all of your travels, life growing up getting in this music industry and, and attaining success, but going through the peaks and valleys of it, right? Yeah. What's one thing that you wish you knew back when you were younger mm-hmm. that you know now? I would say, man, always bet on yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I always thought like, yo, yo, the only way to make it is by having like, you know, only a celebrity that co-sign you or only a major label have to holler at you or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, if you believe in yourself, like other people will, you know what I mean? You have to get to the people. Yeah. The, the people is going to, is what's, that's going to create you. That's going to give you like the platform that you're looking for. So you just got to, you know, better yourself, believe in yourself and, you know, don't take no for an answer, really. You know, and uh, yeah, that we're not, not everybody's for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's people out there that appreciate what you do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Bet on yourself. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to make that the title of this episode right here. <laughs> Facts. Yo, man, City, I, I enjoyed this conversation. Same, bro. Fidelia, 
um, this last thing that's like bringing the city together. So Fidelia is uh, my actual last name. Yeah. And uh, it stands for like loyalty. Okay. So like so city, city loyalty. Fidelia, loyal to my city. Loyal to your city. Loyal to your city, man. You know what I'm saying? Yo, man, I, I, I think we got a lot of insight out of this conversation here. For sure, man. I think I think you're going to be the one that puts Ottawa on the map, man. You think so? I think, I think this interview might put Ottawa on the map, man. Yo, I fuck with Ottawa. You know, like like we were saying off camera, I've, I've, I've had my yeah. my share of uh, times <laughs> over there. You know what I'm saying? And as a, a Montrealese, you know what I'm saying? From, from, from originally, like, my connection is strong with Ottawa too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's what, an hour and 15 minutes away. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. I, I I fuck with the Ottawa movement, man. I think uh, do you like hosting shows? I do. Like like concerts and stuff? Yes. I've done yeah, that we, for years. Okay, we gotta get you down for the next cranium, man. Say less. I will be there. You know what I'm saying? Bet, I bet, man. It's a it's a good show, man. Like there's usually dope Toronto artists that come down to you. Yeah, so like, yeah. No, I've been following the movement, man. So if we we could tap we, in, we go man. we gonna make it happen. Yes, let's let's make it happen. <laughs> Let the people know where they can find you, not yeah. just your social medias, but where they can find your music, anything that you got, and what you got coming up next, man. Um, so yeah, so basically, you can find me on Instagram, Spotify, all that City Fidelia. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I got next, I got the deluxe. Okay, so that's when they're gonna hear the the Thick Mensa record. Yes, um, a lot of records that i'm featured on mm-hmm. um and then i'm currently working on uh this community center in my city wow yeah, yeah. so once once that's like develops more i'm gonna I'm come back and talk we're okay. gonna have that conversation i don't know i'm gonna speak on that more but uh yes, i'm currently please. working on that yet no nah, man black owned black lad bro no nah, man I'm, I'm i'm glad that we were able to make this happen bro Let, let's let's take let's take us out with um your new tune can't sleep um featuring um YNR Da Vinci. Yes, sir. Yo, I seen you just drop the video, so <laughs> give it a run. Watch you in your acting bag right here. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be on my Denzel, you know hey, what I'm saying? Hey, hey. Hold on. Why is this free? Oh, there we go. There we go. Don't freeze on me now. Come on, YouTube. Don't be playing no games with me. You know what? Screw YouTube. We love hip hop. We, 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 we,
We love hip hop.